everybody and welcome to Evansville Baptist Church. It's good to see you all this evening. I know I just popped up from behind the pulpit there. I'm making sure we've got the recording system going now for this for the services. So getting some bugs worked out and things like that. So um, don't worry, I'm not going to be checking it the whole service. I don't need to check it, but I do just need to turn it down just a little bit there and we're good to go. Well, let's get our hymn books out. Let's stand together. We'll turn to hymn number 486. Hymn number 486 in your blue hymn books, Faith is the Victory. We'll sing the first, the second, and the last of hymn number 486, Faith is the Victory. On the first, encamped along the hills of light, ye Christian soldiers rise, and press the battle ere the night shall veil the glowing skies. Against the foe in veils below, let all our strength be hurled. Faith is the victory we know that overcomes the world. Faith is the victory, faith is the victory, oh, glorious victory that overcomes the world. How many of you, that's the first time you've heard this song? Okay, three of you, first time hearing the song. It's a great song. Let's sing that second verse. Hopefully we'll get used to it. It's a great song. Let's sing it on that second verse. His banner over us is love, our sword, the word of God. We tread the road, the saints above, with shouts of triumph trod. By faith they, like a whirlwind's breath, swept on o'er every field. The faith by which they conquered death is still our shining shield. Faith is the victory, faith is the victory, oh glorious victory that overcomes the world. On that last verse, to him that overcomes the foe, white raiment shall begin. Before the angels he shall know his name confessed in heaven. Then onward from the hills of light our hearts with love aflame will vanquish all the hosts of night in Jesus' conquering name. Faith is the victory, faith is the victory. Oh, glorious victory that overcomes the world. Oh, what great victory that we have through faith. Amen? Amen. What a great song. Brother Allen, would you please open our service in a word of prayer this, this evening? Yes. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you so much, all of you, for being here this evening. Uh, what a great uh, day it is. What a beautiful day that we've had. Uh, beautiful. It's been kind of warm. Yes, I know. Miss Natasha is absolutely in love with it, isn't she? Uh, well, we do have a few announcements for today. Of course, uh, tomorrow, with Miss Marge not being here, there will not be our regular ladies uh, meeting uh, this week, but there will be one next Thursday. So please 
if, if, if there's any ladies that don't know, I don't know if we were able to tell everybody last week. Uh, so please just spread the word around about there, there not being any this week, but there will be one next week. Uh, so please be there for that. Uh, and then Saturday, we do have our uh, annual church um, picnic. So you will not want to miss that. You'll want to for sure be there for that. Uh, I know the food is going to get is, is already being cooked. Uh, I know some dishes are already prepared, and uh, there is going to be some pork butts going on the grill very very early on Saturday morning. So if you see your pastor anytime Saturday, just hand him a cup of coffee. He's going to need it. So. Uh, there we're going to get that started very early in the morning, but we're going to have some good food. I know uh, Brother Jim uh, on Sunday showed me a picture of what he's cooking for Saturday. No, are you not cooking? No, that's for yourself. You're not sharing? Oh, man. Oh, what now? Oh, man. You know your pastor would eat it. I'll eat it. It was a groundhog, right? Was it a groundhog? Well... That's okay. That's okay. We'll, we'll save it for the men's meeting, okay? You can bring that as an appetizer for the men's meeting, and uh, that'll, be, that'll be good there. Anyhow, so that is going to be Saturday at 4 o'clock. Uh, if you'd like to come earlier to set up, that's fine. I know we'll probably need some help getting all the dishes set out. And I know, uh, Brother Jim, I think you were probably planning on coming out Friday uh, after work, possibly, or early Saturday. One or the other. Anyhow, we'll get it set up on. Oh. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We'll do. I'll, I'll show you that after the service. Yes, Miss Gina. Okay. Oh, wonderful. Awesome. 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 Thank you so much. That'd be fine. That'll be fine. We'll probably be eating around 4:30, around that time, depending on when the, depending on when the pork is finished. So, uh, it should be it should be finished around four o'clock, five o'clock. So, hopefully it'll be done quickly. But, um, but yes, please uh, remember to invite your family, invite your friends. That's going to be a wonderful time. And of course, as always, with any event that we have here, we will uh, be opening up God's Word, not for a lengthy period, just where we will have the plan of salvation because we do want uh, any lost family members that do happen to come or friends or co-workers uh, to be able to hear the gospel. And uh, so that'll be a special time together. Uh, of course, we'll have some games together, some competition. What's a, what is a Baptist gathering without lots of food? And uh, some competition where we all have to come down to the altar afterwards and ask for forgiveness. <laughs> yes, Miss Gina. I believe Miss Sherry Rich had said she was bringing ice. I'll have to check the paper. If not, then we can just go out and buy some. Yeah. That'll be fine. Yeah, if we need to go get some ice, we can go pick some up the day of. That'll be fine. So... Okay, well, I think we have got a few other announcements. Of course, next, not this coming Saturday, but next Saturday will, no, Saturday after next Saturday will be our men's uh, fellowship. Uh, next Wednesday will be our um, monthly business meeting, so please be there for that. Uh, we'll have, uh, we have a lot to talk about, so uh, please uh, be ready. Have a pen and a paper ready. So uh, there's a lot to talk about, of course, but um, please be there for that. And I don't think... 
Of course, I forgot, almost forgot, can't forget this. On Sunday, we will be having our Patriot Sunday. Instead of this past week, we'd normally do that, but because of scheduling mix-ups, uh, it will be this next Sunday. So that'll be an amazing time. We're gonna honor all of our veterans, and it'll be a very uh, patriotic service. Uh, that we'll have together so uh, please please attend and if you have uh, of course any family that are active military or have served in the military uh, you know please invite them to come we would love to have them and to honor them and to thank them for their service to our country uh, I believe that's all the announcements that I have for this evening I don't think I've missed anything have I okay well let's get our hymn books back out together we'll turn to hymn number 59 hymn number 59 in your blue hymn books I sing the mighty power of God we'll sing the first the second and the last of hymn number five nine. I sing the mighty power of God that made the mountains rise, that spread the flowing seas abroad and built the lofty skies. I sing the wisdom that ordained the sun to rule the day. The moon shines full at his command, and all the stars obey. Now, we all know this one, right? No? Is this a new song? Well, I'm getting y'all some new ones today, okay? That's okay. We'll, we'll sing it through again, and we'll get the tune to it. And it's a great song. Just think about the words as we sing it on the second. I sing the goodness of the Lord that filled the earth with food. He formed the creatures with his word and then pronounced them good. Lord, how thy wonders are displayed Where'er I turn my eye If I survey the ground I tread Or gaze upon the sky On that last verse, sing it out There's not a plant or flower below But makes thy glories known and clouds arise and tempests blow by order from thy throne while all that borrows life from thee is ever in thy care and everywhere that man might be thou god art present there well i guess we got a couple of new songs for you all this uh, Wednesday, well, what, hey, Wednesdays are a great time to learn some new songs. They're not new songs, they're actually very, I think both of those are actually pretty old songs, but they're just not commonly sung, I guess. So uh, we'll teach them to you guys, and then we'll sing them on Sunday, and we can sing them together. So let's get our Bibles out together, and we will turn to the book of Mark, chapter number 11. Mark, chapter number 11. I love how we had our prayer meeting last week. Uh, last Wednesday was just an amazing prayer meeting. The way, uh, the way we all split off like that, I, I really enjoyed that. I think it was great, uh, a great time of fellowship together as we were praying, and uh, I just really enjoyed that. So we're going to do the same thing tonight after the message. Uh, tonight we're going to, though, uh, look at a passage of Scripture uh, that speaks a little bit on prayer. And the title of my message this evening is A Pattern of Answered Prayer. A Pattern 
of answered prayer. I'm going to get Mrs. Harris on the phone here so that she can hear the message as well. Uh, but in Mark chapter number 11, we're going to begin reading in verse number 20. Uh, a little bit of backstory here. Uh, the disciples and Jesus uh, are on their way to a place, and they are going by uh, this fig tree. And Jesus is, is hungry, and he sees this fig tree, and uh, it has nothing. It has nothing on it, so he curses this fig tree. And as we get to the point here in the story, in verse number 20, that they're passing by this same fig tree again, and they're seeing, uh, and the Lord uses it as a teaching lesson for them. So in verse number 20, uh, we'll read here a few verses. It says here, in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, calling to remembrance, said unto him, Master, behold, the fig tree which thou cursest is withered away. And Jesus, answering, saith unto them, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, What things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye, shall, or that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. And when ye stand praying, forgive, if ye have aught against any, that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. But if ye do not forgive, neither will your Father which is in heaven forgive your trespasses. So this is a little uh, uh, moment that the, that the Lord is using to teach his disciples something. He's teaching them a little bit of something on prayer, on how to pray. Uh, let's have a word of prayer, and then we're going to get right into the message. Heavenly Father, God, Lord, we thank you for your word. Lord, thank you for uh, these gospels that you've given to us that, uh, that have recorded your time here on earth. Lord, thank you for the lessons that you had taught your uh, disciples, Lord, that we can take uh, and that we can use in our lives today. Lord, thank you for that. I pray that you'd bless uh, this message tonight, this service tonight. Uh, Lord, I pray that, uh, Lord, that my words would not be heard tonight, Lord, but that your words uh, would reign preeminent over this uh, service tonight. Lord, we love you and we thank you for all that you've given to us. In your name I pray, amen. So we see Peter here in kind of a little bit, we can almost hear the disbelief in his voice. He's saying to him, Master, the tree that you cursed is withered. You came by and cursed this tree, and now they're coming back again, and it's withered. And he's, of course, they know that Jesus can do miracles, but oftentimes we see the disciples, just as we would in our lives, they look at these miracles that God does, and they are in bewilderment. Because, I mean, they've seen it so many times, but they're still human. They're like, man, did you really do that? All you had to do is just speak a word to that bush, and, and now we're coming back in, in the morning, and, and, and it's dead? Wow, what power you have. You know, oftentimes we can miss out, miss out on getting our prayers answered or a great blessing simply because of our unbelief. Sometimes we can miss out on something that God has for us that is great simply because of our unbelief. Let's look at a few things in this passage today that may help us in our lives, maybe in our prayer lives. It might help us uh, to pray with maybe a little more belief, uh, or maybe we can take a little bit from this passage today. So number one, I want to look at the fact uh, that we are to pray with an unwavering faith. 
We are to pray with an unwavering faith. In verse number 23 here, it says, For I verily, verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. What he's saying here, and we see that kind of summed up in this one little excerpt right here. It says, And shall not doubt in his heart he shall have whatsoever he saith. You can see that uh, if, if he's saying here that if you say with great faith, with great faith, a lot can take place. With great faith, much can happen. But we cannot doubt in our heart. We talked about a few weeks back having an open heart. Along with an open heart, we should have a heart that is unwavering in faith. Not faith in ourselves, not faith in a pastor, not faith in a great theologian's book that he's written. No, but a great faith in God. A great faith in God, our Savior. When we come before the Father, we must realize who it is that we're talking to. Who it is that we have a, 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 an audience with. We must realize that we're talking to God who has all power in heaven and in earth if you'll turn in your Bibles to the book of Hebrews, I think you can probably see where I'm going with this. But in Hebrews uh, chapter number 11, many people call this the, uh, either the Hall of Fame in the Bible or, uh, or the fa Great Faith chapter. Uh, many people call it many different things, uh, but I like to look at it just as a book uh, that is uh, filled with examples of those who had great faith. In, in verse, starting in verse number 1 of chapter 11 in Hebrews, it says here, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testified of as gifts, and by it he being dead yet speaketh. My faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death, and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek it. We must not only believe that God can do it, we must believe that God will do it. It's faith in the fact that not only God can, but that he will. It's so easy sometimes to, you know, say, yes, yeah, I believe God can do that. I believe God has all the power in the world to do whatever he wants to do, but I don't really think he's going to do it. Yes, I believe that, that, that Jesus died on the cross, well, was born, uh, was raised up three days later, and I believe that was because God has all the power in the world, and, uh, and God has this great power. God's created the world, yes, but I don't, I, I don't believe he'll do it for me. We must have faith not only in the fact that God can do it, we must believe also that he will do it. James 1, chapter number 1, verse number 6, it says here, But let him ask in faith nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. We must ask in faith with nothing wavering. 
nothing wavering. If we look through the rest of this chapter, we see many different uh, passages and many different verses about uh, those great uh, men and women of the faith who uh, did great things uh, for God and and great things happened through their lives because of faith. It says in verse number 8, By faith Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. And what did Abraham become? He became the father of nations. He became a great, one of the greatest, uh, I guess you'd call patriarchs in the Bible. Because he had faith in God. It says also here in verse 11 that through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Sarah had a child when she was very old because of faith. Now, we do also know that in the story of, uh, of Sarah having a child, she also laughed, didn't she? Just shows that she's still a human as well. There's many times that uh, God is going to do something great through us, and we have a momentary, uh, I guess you'd call it a, a human moment, I guess you'd call it. That's what I'd call it anyhow, because I know I'm human, and I have those times as well. Uh, when I know the Lord is doing something, when I know the Lord is working in a certain way, uh, but I have those moments where I'm just, do I really, is he really going to do that? It was almost like uh, when the Lord brought us here. You know, we prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. Lord, we know that you're doing something. We know that you're moving us in you know, Lord, we know that you're going to do something here. When we were first, just in our very first conversations here, and then, you know, that, that human element comes in, and then you begin to think, oh, well, uh, what about this? What about this? Is God going to work this out? Is God going to work this out? Is God going to do all this? And, 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 and I just had to come to a point where I just said, okay, Lord, you've got it taken care of. I'm going to have complete and unwavering faith that you're going to take care of it. We've got to get over those human moments every once in a while. But with great faith, the Lord does amazing things through us. When we just completely give ourselves to Him in faith. Number two, I want to see here uh, that we are to pray with desire. In Mark 11, verse number 24, we'll go back to our original passage. It says here, Therefore I say unto you, whatsoever or what things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. We must pray with a desire to see our prayers answered. We must pray with a desire. No prayer that was ever prayed with no care as to whether or not the prayer would be answered has been answered. We must pray with a desire to see that prayer answered. In Romans 10, 13, it says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. There must be a desire there for that prayer to be answered. If you are to call upon the Lord, you must truly desire for the Lord to come in and live in your heart. If you don't truly desire that, then you're not, you're not truly asking the Lord. You're not truly repenting. There must be desire if we want to see God move. If we want to see God do something, well, we've got to desire it. Now, we might see God do something in other people's lives, but it's because they desired for God to do something. And they had faith that He would do it. Number three, the third thing that I see here is to pray with a right heart. That's a hard one sometimes. 
because we get so caught up in our own desires, uh, in our own fleshly wants, that it's hard to pray with the right heart. Uh, in verse number uh, 25, we see uh, where I found this. It says here, And when ye stand praying, forgive if ye have ought against any, that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. But if ye do not forgive, neither will your Father which is in heaven forgive your trespasses. We must come in prayer with a right heart with a right heart. If we're praying with the wrong motives, we won't see anything come from our prayer. I'm sure uh, as a child, we've probably at some point prayed a prayer like, man, would you just let that guy slip and fall sometime? I don't, I don't like that kid. I'm, I'm sure I probably prayed a prayer like that every once in a while in my life. Or you pray a prayer, somebody's driving past you on the highway and they cut you off. Lord, please let them get pulled over by a police officer. Hey, I'm not, I, I, I'm not, I'm not innocent on that one. I've done that one. You've got to pray with the right heart. I know I'm, I, that's, that's a little bit joking in, in that. But it, it, truly, we must pray with the right heart. We've got to have our heart uh, in the right position when we pray. If we're praying out of a, uh, a spirit of, uh, of desiring for ourselves, then we're not going to see that prayer answered because it's a sense of, uh, there's no humility there, but it's also a sense of greed when we pray just for the benefit of ourselves. I understand there's times when uh, we need to pray for, Lord, Lord please uh, take care of this bill, I can't afford it. That's not in a sense of greed, but if you're to pray, Lord, let me be the leader of a Fortune 500 company, please. That might be praying in the wrong, in the, with, the, with the wrong type of heart. Now, there might be those who say, you know, Lord, allow me to have a multi-billion dollar business and I'll give a bunch of money to you. Well, are you truly praying because you want to give all that money to God? If so, then you're probably going to pray a prayer more like, Lord, allow me to do whatever you want me to do. Well, if you want me to be the, the, the leader of a, uh, of a multi-billion dollar corporation, Lord, I'm going to give whatever I can to you no matter what. We've got to come in the right heart. We've got to come in the right heart. In James 4, verse 3, it says, Ye ask and receive not, because ye ask amiss, that ye may consume it upon your own lusts. In John 15, 7, it says, If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. That shows a, a different kind of heart there. Either we can have that heart like it was, like was in James, which is asking upon our own lusts, or if we're abiding in God, and his words are abiding in us, then our desires are going to be in the right place then our prayers are going to be in the right place. So when we go to pray, if we're not on a good, having a good relationship with God, I mean, we're not continually seeking after God, and I know this comes up in many messages, but that's such a big thing is our relationship with God uh, and our closeness with Him. If we don't have a relationship with Him, if there's no uh, closeness there, then our prayers are, are most likely not going to be in the right spot. Which, aren't you glad, though, when our prayers aren't in the right spot, that we have Jesus as our mediator between us and God, so that He doesn't, so He kind of filters out some of those prayers. 
But if we truly want to see our prayers begin to be answered, then these three things are very important. We must come in much faith. If we want to see our prayers answered, we can't come in a mindset of, well, you did it for them. I don't know if you're going to do it for me, but I'm just going to pray it just in case. I know I've prayed prayers like that in my life. Just in case you might do it for me, Lord, I'm going to pray this prayer. We've got to come with faith, with unwavering faith. With unwavering faith. If we're going to come to God and expect to see our prayers answered, we must come with a true desire to see those prayers answered. And oftentimes with that, it comes, uh, comes an actual action that has to take place on our part. You know, we can pray and pray and pray and pray and pray. Lord, uh, please let us see souls saved. Lord, uh, please see our church filled. And we might have great desire, but if we don't have enough desire to go and do something about it, then we might not see that prayer answered. Now, that might just be a continually getting on our knees. For those of us who may not be able to go out and knock on doors, that might not be able to go out and tell everybody and tell people like maybe we used to, that's just a continually getting on our knees and having that close relationship to God and just saying, Lord, send people who can help. Lord, send those who can do this. That, uh, Lord, I have a desire in my heart to see people saved. Lord, either send them to me, Lord, or allow somebody else to go and reach them. But it must be a prayer of desire. We must desire, and again, with that desire comes that faith. We must believe that the Lord is going to do it. If our hearts are in the right place, those first two are probably going to be in the right place as well, though. If our hearts are in the right place, then we're probably going to, be desi- we are probably going to desire what we are praying for. And we are probably going to have faith the Lord's going to do it. But our heart has to be in the right place. And how does our heart get in the right place? How do we get our heart in a place uh, where we are praying prayers that uh, are, are going to be heard and, and are going to be, we're going to see the answer to? We saw it in, in, in John. In the book of John, it says, it says there that if ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will and it shall be done unto you. We've got to be abiding in this word. We've got to get in this word. We've got to, we've got to get it into our hearts. We've got to get it into our minds so that it just takes us over. So that when we go to pray, we're not thinking about ourselves or we're not thinking about uh, all, you know, it's, it's not a self-centered prayer. It's then a prayer that is stemmed from, Lord, I just, I just want to see your will done. You know, we see the, the, the type of prayer that uh, our Lord prayed the, 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 before he went to that cross. He prayed a prayer that was, uh, it was of course I'm going to paraphrase it, uh, but he asked for the cup to pass from him. But he said, nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. That's a prayer with a heart in the right place. That's a prayer that is prayed with not myself in mind, but with others. And what does God want in mind? If your heart is in the right place, your desires will be in the right place. And you'll believe what you're praying. I think of that verse, I'm trying to think of what it is, it's... um, 
um, oh, the desires of thine heart. I know I'm, I'm, I've got the last part of it, but I'm, the first part of it is slipping my mind for some reason. And he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. I'm getting more of it. I'm getting more of it. Anyhow, it's, it's talking about, oh, there it is. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. There you go. I got it. Thank you, Brother Ray. I appreciate that. I, I, I saw it. You were, just, you were giving it to me. I could see it. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. So if we're delighting ourselves in the Lord, like, in, like what it's saying in John, if, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. It's just like that verse talking about he will give us the desires of our heart. What will the desires of our heart be? If, we're, if our heart is in the right place, what will the desires of our heart be? Not my will, but thine be done. That's a pattern of answered prayer. That's a pattern of answered prayer. Do you want to see your prayers answered? I know I do. I've got to ask believing. I can't have that wavering faith if I want to see my prayers answered. I can't have a heart that is, uh, that is self-centered. I can't be uh, all about me, Lord. How can you help me, Lord? Not how can I help you? I won't see my prayers answered. I've got to desire what I, I've got to desire it. I've got, to, I've got to truly believe. I've got to desire and say, Lord, I, I, want, I want this, Lord. I, I want to see your, uh, your church grow, Lord. I, I want to see uh, these missionaries go out onto the field. We've got to have desire, and our heart's got to be in the right place. If we're praying a prayer, and it might be a great prayer of saying, uh, Lord, uh, Lord, we want you to grow this church, Lord. We want to see uh, each and every pew full. But if it's coming from a heart of well, I just want that because I want to be able to say that I had 200 people in church on Sunday. You're probably not going to see your prayer answered. If we're praying a prayer of, uh, Lord, I want to see missionaries go out into the field. Uh, Lord, I want to send uh, 20 missionaries to the field this year. Uh, Lord, I want, to, I want to support 20 missionaries this year. If it's coming from a heart of, I want to be able to say that I supported $20,000 of missionaries this year, then we're probably not going to get our, our prayer answered. But if it's coming from a heart of, Lord, I want to see these pews filled because I want to see uh, lives changed, and Lord, I want, to, I want to send them to your kingdom, Lord. I want to do this for you, Lord. Then we might just see our prayer answered. If we're saying, uh, Lord, I want to see 20 missionaries uh, that are supported by our church on a monthly basis because maybe and it's coming from a heart of, well, because I, I can't go and I want other people to go so that they can send the gospel to others so that they can know for sure that they're going to heaven someday, then we might just get our prayer answered. We've got to come with a right heart. When we sit down and have our prayer meeting today, when we get together in our groups and, uh, and begin to pray, let's come in a right heart. Let's, let's come to the prayer uh, time with the, with the prayers of desire. To say, Lord, uh, Lord, this person is hurting right now. Lord, please comfort them. Lord, whatever your will is in this situation, please, Lord. We've got to come with desire. And then come believing what you are praying. Believe that the Lord will do it. When you pray, Lord, this person that's got cancer, Lord, please, if it's your will, please heal them, God. Don't come to that prayer with a prayer of, well, cancer's a pretty bad thing. I don't know if you can do it, but Lord, I'm going to pray it just in case. No, we pray it. Lord, I know you're going to heal this. If this is your will, Lord, I know you're going to do it. We've got to come believing. We've got to come with desire. And we've got to come with a right heart. The pattern of answered prayer.
Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, Lord, I pray that you just help us tonight, Lord, as we go into our prayer meeting. I pray that we would take uh, this message to heart, Lord, something that, uh, Lord, I pray that you would help me to apply to my own personal walk with you. Lord, I pray that you just help, help me to come to prayer with a faith that is unwavering, Lord, with a desire to see the prayer answered, Lord, and with the right heart. Lord, it's so hard, I know, in this, uh, in this day and age to, to have a right heart when it comes to prayer, Lord, but I pray that you just help each and every one of us, Lord, to get into your word, Lord, to get that close relationship with you so that we can pray with a right heart. Help us tonight, Lord, as we go into our prayer meeting. Lord, hear our prayers. Lord, we know that you are the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. Lord, you have all power in heaven. Lord, you have all power here on earth. Lord, I pray that you just help us to believe that and to believe that you can and will hear and answer our prayers. We love you, Jesus, and you know I pray. Amen. Well, let's split off into our groups. I'll get stop the recording here if I can.